Hello and welcome back to the Harbour Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Liam, and as unfortunately, I'm not joined by my co-host, Ben, uh, but we are not joined for very good reasons. Uh, ben has been away for a while because his wife is heavily pregnant. Um, I've also been away for a while, just about with COVID, so we've missed some time, but I'm back fully healthy. And Ben has now had a baby boy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if Ben actually wants me to do that on the podcast, but they've had a lovely baby boy. So congratulations to Ben and Grace. That's kind of why the podcast has slowed. Uh, throughout the playoffs, hopefully we'll get back together if, if things are going well with Ben and stuff. But if not, then I'll get guests to join me uh, until Ben feels ready to, to get back into the swing of things. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Ben. Amazing news. Hopefully not a Cavs fan. Hopefully I can convince him to be a Mouse fan, but we shall see. Uh, we're here today, though, to discuss the play-in and playoff preview, I guess. Um, predictions, I think, is probably the best way to word it. So, uh, Ben sent his via WhatsApp because obviously he can't join us today. Uh, we will start with the play-in. We'll do Ben's predictions and mine, and then we'll move on to the playoffs. It's going to be a much shorter episode, not going to be as in-depth, just because uh, three of the guests I tried to get on couldn't get on, because as you can imagine, they're all from playoff teams, so they've got their own content this week, and uh, like I said, Ben, ben can't be with us, so it's going to be a bit of a quicker one. Right, so play in first. Um, tonight we have two games, so we have the uh, the Brooklyn, as we record, sorry, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Cavs. Um, pretty big game, actually, especially for Ben, obviously. Um, so I was excited to text him and to uh, to, to see his, his thoughts. But um, a lot of teams seem to want to avoid Brooklyn as well in the the end of the regular season. So I'm excited to uh, see how this goes. So this game is tonight at midnight. Uh, in terms of Ben prediction, we'll go first. Um, ben thinks that Brooklyn are going to beat the Cavs and take that seven spot, which is very interesting as a Cavs fan. Um, my opinion then, in a bit more depth, I also think the Nets are going to win. Uh, I think they're going to score a lot of points. So they do give up a lot of points. They give up like 130 points the Nets have recently. Um, but Jared Allen is not going to be playing for the Cavs. I think that's going to be pretty important. Um, so I think even though the Nets do give up points, they probably would go up points to any guard that the Cavaliers run any kind of heavy pick-and-roll offense through. Um, I just do think that Kyrie and KD are on fire at the moment in terms of offense. Kyrie not shot as well efficiently, but still scoring a hell of a lot of points. KD is KD. So I personally do agree with Ben. I do expect the the Nets to win. Um, cool. Second game tonight. We are we have well, actually to be honest, probably the best of the playing games. We have the T Wolves versus the Clippers. T Wolves are favoured by the bookies. Um, ben has the Clippers beating the T Wolves to take the seventh spot. So he has kind of uh, Brooklyn and the Clippers winning uh, and taking like, the seventh seed in those conferences. Um, I do agree again. On the seventh seed, I do think the Clippers win. Um, I think Paul George looked good since he's come back. Um, I do think that we know how good of a ty- coach Ty Lue is. We know how good he is at game planning. And I do think they're going to really be able to stifle Carl Anthony Towns. I think they're going to send different guys at him. I think at times, if they play Vanderbilt and Prince, you're going to see the center guard those two. And you're going to see a large forward like a Marcus Morris, someone like that. Guarding Cat to try and be a bit more versatile around the perimeter and dribble handoff situations. Um, and it's up to Cat then to dominate inside. Some days he does. They get 50 points, 40 points. Some days he doesn't. He doesn't touch the ball for six, seven minutes in the fourth quarter. It's a very t- traditional story with Cat. Hasn't happened as much since Christmas, but um, still is in his game. So I think the Clippers are good. I just I love the coaching. I love the defense. Uh, a lot of people that can take three pointers. Um, and a much more experienced roster. So I'm going to go the Clippers to win, but I do think that'll be a lot closer than the, the Brooklyn Cavs game. Uh, then tomorrow, um, two more games, obviously, tomorrow. Let's start with the East again. So we have the Hawks versus the Hornets. 
Uh, ben thinks the favourite Hawks are going to win. I do agree, once again. Um, I think the Hornets are a nice story, but they're just not good enough. The offence that Trey Young has generated this season has been incredible. I don't see that stopping. I think they're kind of, the rest of their cast in the team are really, really good. The Charlotte will be without Gordon Hayward. Um, so I just think the Hawks are too much. So I do think the Hawks are going to win. I agree with Ben there. In terms of the other game in the West, we have the Pelicans versus the Spurs. And I thought this one was very, very hard, actually, to call. Obviously, Zion won't play. Um, CJ McCollum will be back. Uh, but the Spurs, obviously, incredibly well coached. Really good defensive team. And their game planning for a one-off game situation is very, very good. If this was a seven-game series, I'd be picking the Pels, for sure. But it does make it harder in a, short, in a kind of one-off. Uh, ben has the Pels winning. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I do agree, I think. A very tough one for me. I can't remember the this because I just don't know if the favourites are always going to win, but I guess the T-Wall was a favourite for the Clippers. So, um, yeah, I'll go Pels as well. I think they've got a little bit too much on offence, um, and it could be the last time we see Pop coach, um, unfortunately. Um, cool. If these things happen then, if we go back to the East, this means that the Hawks would play the Cavs. Ben has the Cavs winning and taking eight spot. Boom. Hopefully for him, Jared Allen will be available. I think this game is on Thursday or Friday. So hopefully Allen maybe will be able to play with a, with a finger injury. Um, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to go Trey Young and the Hawks. I think the Hawks' offense can be too good. Um, I know they'd be the road team in this scenario, but I do think they're very good on offense. I just think they can generate too many points. Uh, their defense isn't great. I think it'll be a bit of a shootout, but I just think the Cavs, with their lack of experience and maybe some of their lack of shot creation, uh, I just think they're going to struggle. Um, and we don't, we don't know how Allen's going to look, or even if he will definitely play. So I will go opposite to Ben then. Ben's going to go with his Cavs. I'm going to go with Trace Hawks. So there we go. Uh, Western Conference then. This means we have the uh, Pelicans versus the T-Wolves in the 8 seed matchup. Um, we both picked the same team here. So we both picked the T-Wolves. I think if Zion was around, I would for sure be picking the Pels. I'd probably pick them um, to be finished high and they did the regular season as well. But... They probably don't, so I'm going to go Pels. Um, I'm going to go T Wolves as well. I think they've got a lot of players that can create on offense. I think Anthony Edwards, since his knee injuries calmed down a bit, has looked a lot better. Um, so I think with the amount of shot creation they've got, just the number of points they can score, I think they can kind of keep keep the scoreboard ticking over. I don't expect to see loads of defense from either team in this one, but um, I do think that the T Wolves will uh, will end up taking it. So I agree with Ben on that one. So in that case. We'll go East first again. We'll do one versus eight in our both our scenarios. So we'll start with Ben. Ben has Heat versus the Cavs, and he has the Heat to win in five. Obviously, he hasn't provided any detailed explanation, but uh, I'm sure he wants his Cavs to get that one vital game. Uh, in my scenario, I would have the Heat versus the Hawks. So uh, I will go Hawk. Uh, sorry, Heat in six. I think Trey Young will do enough on offense. I do think that they have a lot of big people that can guard him, but I do think he'll be able to get to the lane very well versus this team. Yes, Bam will be there, but uh, depending on how the Hawks space the floor, they can pull Bam away from the rim and generate some offense. I do think they'll win two games, but I think the Heat are too good. I think now with Oladipo, I guess, they've got a lot of... They haven't got enough shot creation as some of the best teams, but that's because in the playoffs, a lot of shot creation is one-on-one, and their best player can't shoot. So that, that's why people say they haven't got a lot of shot creation, and Tyler Hero has to be the one to regenerate shots in the fourth. However, they've got a lot of ways throughout the full four quarters where they could generate some offense. Um, and I think that's important against a team like the Hawks. Uh, I know Trey Young will get his, but I do think they'll be able to slow him down at times, especially on the perimeter rather than around the rim. 
Um, but I do think they can keep the scoreboard ticking over for a while. They can hit those corner threes. And I think their defense on some of the exterior guys for the Hawks will be too much. I'm going to go Heat to win. Uh, yeah, I think six is maybe optimistic. But I'll go six. Like I said, Ben Ben has the uh, he being the Cavs in five. Um, what should we do? Let's go with let's stay with the East then. We'll do full East then for us. So next matchup we have Boston versus the Nets. Boston's a two seed. Nets is a seven seed after our play in scenario. Um, Nets in seven is Ben Jones's prediction, which slightly surprised me. He's a big fan of the Beantown Boys from Boston. Not a big fan of uh, the Nets for some reason. Uh, maybe because Kari broke his uh, heart and getting traded. But, um, yeah, he's going for the, net, the Nets to win, which is tough. Really, really tough. I'm a big Nets believer. I'm a big KD believer, as everyone knows who listens to the pod. But the Boston's kind of advanced metrics have been incredible. Their defense is really, really good. Tate and Brown have actually improved towards the end of the year. Well, Tatum's been good. Great, great, I should say, for a long period of time. But Brown has really stepped up in the last four weeks or so. Um, so sorry for the audio. Though. Um, yeah, so everything as a person who loves statistics, advanced stats, metrics, um, analytical data, etc. So they should pick Boston here. But I am going to go with the Nets in, in six. I think they win game six at home. To do it, um, Kyrie versus Boston is a fun storyline. We know that's going to go incredibly well. It's going to be very loud. I think Nets can steal one of the first games on the road. Um, in terms of Ben Simmons, I don't know. I just think as long as they've got Curry and Drummond in and around the team for some depth, that's okay. Simmons would be a big, big bonus. Um, but yeah, I should say seven, but I'm just going to go Nets and six for some reason. I'm just feeling it. I feel Kevin Durant will have a big series. I think Kyrie will probably have an even bigger series. I think Kyrie. Would love to send these Celtics home. Um, it was obviously last time he played well against them, but there's an injury problem, wasn't there? I think this year he'll be he'll be going for the blood. So yeah, uh, we both got Nets to win. Uh, he's gone seven, I gone six in that one. Uh, next game then we go 76ers versus the Raptors. Now this is interesting. I feel like the Raptors are the pick of all the people that are trying to pick an underdog. I know technically with seeding the Nets are, but betting wise. Uh, this is much more of a situation. Ben has picked the 76ers to beat the Raps in six, um, which I think is fair enough. It'll be a popular pick if you're a Embiid or Harden Truther. Um, I am going to go 76ers, I think, just in seven. A lot of people are picking the Raptors, but I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. I think in the later games in the series, five, six, seven, he'll play an extraordinary amount of minutes to be able to win the game. Uh, Embiid on the court minutes, they do well against the Raptors when... Embiid's off the floor throughout the regular season. The Raptors have killed them. So I think he's going to have to play a lot. I just Harden is not good enough at the moment in terms of top-tier athlete, top-tier NBA player to be the reason. But I do think he'll be able to generate enough shots to help and kind of run an offense and slow the game down when things need to be slowed down. But I think overall, the Raptors shooting an offense, even though they're really good at defense, I do think it will matter. Um, I would say this would be in six, but I do think the fact that Tybal uh, can't play in Toronto does mean something for this team. So I'm going to go in seven, back in Philly, and then game seven in Philly when they've got their full complement of players. Obviously, Tybal can play those games. I do think that that's when they'll do it. But yeah, I think they want they don't want to kill him be too much minute wise early 
we know how big and long Toronto are. They're going to be very good on D. Um, sometimes their shots going to struggle to to fall, and I do think that's when the 76ers need to ramp up because they've got okay shooting around the, the two stars, but maybe not quite enough depth in terms of uh, ball creation, offense generation, and defense. But I do think they can shoot enough around those two to win the game. Um, and I think they just win it at home and join them to have a very good series. And uh, I do think that's probably as far as 76ers go for me. Uh, last one then, Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls. Ben has gone the Bucks in five. I have, I'm going to go sweep. I'm going to go the Bucks in four. I think DeRozan could go off one game and we could see five for sure, but there's always a sweep in the first round, and uh, so I'm going to predict that it's this game. Um, I did read a funny stat there. I don't think the Bulls have beaten Giannis. They've beaten the Bucks. They haven't beaten Giannis with the Bucks since 2017. So uh, this is a kryptonite. The Bucks did kind of... I know they do rest players. A lot of people are saying they do rest players anyway in a week when they've got that many games. It is true. Look at the, the, the previous weeks. They have done that at the end of games. Normally, it wouldn't necessarily be the last game of the week, but it could be the middle game of the week. They'll rotate. Um, but a lot of people are saying they're ducking Brooklyn, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. But I think either way, uh, whether it's to duck Brooklyn or not, they definitely would have wanted to see the Bulls in round one. So I'm going to go a big sweep. I think the Bulls can generate some offense, but they're not going to be able to guard Giannis and Middleton effectively for me. Um, Lonzo Ball obviously shut down for the season, so yeah, I just think it's gonna be too much for the for the for the Bulls and the champs gonna get it done. I'll go in four, and like I said, Ben has gone five. Moving over to the West, uh, we'll start with the Suns versus the yeah, T Wolves. Yeah, we've got the same games on the yeah Suns versus the T Wolves. Uh, yeah, this is tough. Ben has gone Suns to win in five, and I think if it's the T Wolves. I think I would go sweep. I'm going to go Suns to win in four as well. But I'm going to go both of the finalists from last year to win their first round in four. Cat could get 50 and they could definitely win a game for sure. But I think if this was the Clippers, I'd be a bit more worried for the Suns. But I think the Suns are a bit of a juggernaut. They keep doing it again in the fourth quarter. Their comeback numbers now, not just their fourth quarter numbers, but their general comeback numbers are, are pretty impressive. Um so, yeah, I do think that um, they're going to win in four, and Ben has it in five. So, yeah, I could see it. Cat or Edwards probably needs 40 in a game where they do that, and they probably need to – a lead is not safe against the Suns, but they need to have a really good fourth quarter. They need to be hitting high percentage shots in the fourth quarter well uh, for a game and hope their defense can slow them down enough to try and win one game. But I'm going to go a sweep. Uh, next, we have a really good series, actually. Clippers versus the Grizz. Grizz, obviously, the two C-Clips going in at six. Uh, no, seven, sorry, in this scenario. Um, not six. Uh, ben has an upset. He has the Clippers beating the Grizzlies in six. So the Clippers would win game six on their own floor in that scenario. Uh, and I have to say, I do like it. I do like it. I am going to go for the Clippers to win in six as well. I'm going to match him here. I wanted to say seven, but I think the Grizz at home in a game seven would be hard. And I think the Clippers are going to win. I'm going to lean, lean on the game six. Um yeah, I think there's a way to slow the Grizz down. The Dallas Mavericks have been the best team all season at defending the Memphis Grizzlies. They've also been the best at uh, <laughs> defending uh, a player like Jalen Green. Um, and I can't remember who the other guard was. There's another example of another guard. And, um, the Clippers were second on that list. So they're very good at slowing the game down. Both teams can do it. They don't need to run in transition. They can both run very slow half-court offenses. Uh, they both, uh, the Clippers have a lot of players that can hit open shots. I think the Grizzlies do too. The Grizzlies do like to play in transition more. I think the Clippers can kind of slow that down. The Clippers have a lot of wings to throw at players. And the person who guards Jar the best 
is not another guard like Drew Holiday for me. It is a quick, bigger wing, and I just think they've got multiple guys they can throw at him. I do think they'll have a good series. Um, but obviously, Jar has a lot of injuries this year, and uh, I'm just not sure how well they'll hold up as a team around him in a playoff scenario where the offense is more important. Half-court offense is, is definitely more important when they're such a transitional team. So I'll go Clippers to win. I think PG will have a big series. Um, I do think there's a chance that Kawhi will come back. I think maybe even for the game six, and we could see a bit of a crazy story in NBA history there if that happens and he could win the game. But if not, I expect Kawhi to try uh, second round of the playoffs if they get there. So I, I just think even though, obviously, the Grizzlies have got an incredible coach and staff as well, I just think Tyler in the playoffs adjustments is too good. I know Ben agrees with me, loves Tyler. And the Clippers are a hard team, man. They won a lot of games this year without their two best players. They got one of their best players back, and I just think that they're in a bit of a role. And I have them at 20-1 to 1 to win the Western Conference. So, uh, next, 4-5 matchup, we have my Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. And there's a very key storyline to this, unfortunately. But let's go with Ben's pick first. Ben has decided to pick the Mavs to beat the Jazz in six. So in game six, they would win in Utah, which would be very, very fun as a Mavs fan. Um, however, like I said, Ben has been in hospital. He has <laughs> been having a child in the last couple of days. So I don't know how much he knows about Luka Doncic, his injury. And if he knows a lot about it, then I, I do love the confidence. So anyone who didn't watch it, unfortunately, Luka's tech got rescinded from Friday's game. It meant he could play on Sunday in the final game of the season. And then he strains the calf. The Mavs are being very coy. I've seen a lot of people like Courtside Fracas and uh, Meet the Criteria, and I've seen NBA UK, oh, sorry, NBA Sky Sports UK um, doing certain tweets about this. Um, however, the Mavs are not going to tell you. They're saying out indefinitely. That's normal. That's a good thing. Like if they said, um, well, yeah, no timetable for turning this in. So if they said out indefinitely, it'd be a lot worse. But there's no timetable because they don't want to tell the Jazz anything. Um, Pitching in a walking boot, my personal opinion is, knowing Luka Doncic, I would bet he plays in game one. However, I think the Mavs will hold him out to game two. I think the logic, logical thing to do is game three, because it's a Friday, so it's a whole full other week to recover, and then obviously you go to Utah as well. So you get the whole time in Dallas to recover, you can fly the day before the game. And you've given yourself the maximum amount of time. That would be the most clever thing to do. I do think there's a chance they could do it in game two. I think if the Mavs lose game one, I would almost guarantee that he's there in game two. Um, but if not, things aren't looking great. So it's hard. If you told me Luca's only going to play three games this series, I would really struggle. I think the Mavs would be down 3-1 at best with three to go and I'm to win all three. And that is hard against a team that had the number one offense in the league. So... Ben's gone Mavs in six. I'm going to go Mavs in seven. I think Luca plays in game two or three. I think if Mavs win game one, they would rest it until game three. I think they would give him an extra time. So a lot will depend on that early start. And I've read that uh, in Utah time, the game starts at 11 a.m. So that is really early for them to adjust their body clocks to. Obviously, they're not coming from another game in terms of like two days before. They've got a whole five days rest. But yeah, it is a very weird tip-off time. And the same thing happened last year when the Mavs killed the... Uh, Clippers in the first game, which was also an early window game. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Mavs do win game one or two without Luca. Like maybe I game one without him or or both or whatever. But so I'm going to say Mavs in seven. If Luca was fully healthy, I would have picked the Mavs in five. But I'm going to go Mavs in seven a bit 
be, be a bit more cautious. I do think the small ball against Rudy is going to be a key element. Uh, the Mavs play a lot of small fives. Um, they're going to play Bertans. They're going to play Cleaver. They're going to play Finney Smith. They're going to drag him out. They're going to shoot threes. Um, Reggie Bullock and Dodo, Dorian Finney Smith, are both 50% from three in the last couple of months. Josh Green is also 50% from three in the last two months. So the Mavs are shooting pretty well. Uh, and yes, they're not going to get as many open looks for Luca, but you know Brunson and Dinwiddie are still going to drive and kick. So I do think they'll still get open threes. Everyone in the NBA takes a lot of threes, and I just think the Mavs can make enough fall to win. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell, if he improves his fourth quarter offense, the Jazz could be a real nightmare here, and you never know. They could really put their kind of foot on the pedal whilst Luca's out. But I worry about their fourth quarter offense, and obviously I worry about what the Mavs do with, with Gobert. Jason Kidd's had an incredible season. They throw more defensive schemes in one game than any team. They lead that stat. They're eighth in the league in just defense in general, 12th in offense now. Uh, and Jason Kidd is also number one for points generated from out of timeout plays. So I think Kidd's coaching against Schneider, who is a very good coach and arguably better than Kidd, but I do think the offense has gone a bit stale at times down the stretch in the fourth, and I do think Donovan Mitchell's part to blame for that, and I just think those things can't change easily with the players all still there. So for me, uh, I'm going to lean Mavs in seven. Uh, Golden State versus the Nuggets now. Ben has gone Golden State versus the Nuggets. He's gone Golden State to win in five. I'm going to go in six. Yeah, I'm a bit worried still about Steph. For me, so it's one less game there, or one more game, I should say, they play. And I think Nikola Jokic, who we'll talk about in a minute, uh, I think he has been so good that I think they can just do six. I love Golden State. If Curry had been fully healthy and things had had a bit more time to gel, I would say the same as Ben, but I'm going to go in six. I think I just think it's a bit tight in terms of how, I don't know how good Jokic can generate offense against this team. However, I know Draymond Green will defend him, and he's arguably going to be one of the best to do it. And the rest of the cast are not great. But you never know. We could see game two with the way Jamal Murray played, uh, warmed up the other day on court. We could see them say Jamal Murray's back for game three or game two, which randomly, he's probable for game three. That could come out in the media very easily. Like I said, but the Mavs, they're not telling Utah or anything. The Nuggets won't tell Golden State anything. So I think they could win in six, but I do think Golden State will win. I think Clay looks a lot better the last few weeks. Jordan Poole, who will probably go back to bench role, has shot the ball really, really well. And I do think Draymond Green, out of anyone, is probably the best person in the NBA to defend Jokic. I think Jokic will still kill Looney when he's on Looney. I think he'll kill Toscano Anderson. I think he'll kill Bielitsa, whoever he's on. But I think there'll be times when Draymond Green can generate enough defense, maybe in fourth-quarter situations, for the for the Golden State to win. And the Golden State have so many shot makers and shot creators from the perimeter that I think they can outshoot a team that, for me, kind of have to go slow half court and if Jokic isn't creating open looks for people it's kind of only really kind of dives around the rim and dunks that, that I think is a steady offense for them unless Jamal Murray comes back but um yeah so I'll go in six Ben is going five so that would mean in Ben's scenario uh he would have these teams going through we'd have the Heat, Nets, the 76ers and Bucks in the East I would have the same, yeah, same exact teams. Um, we'd actually have the same teams in both, I just realised. Suns, Clippers, Mavs and Golden State have been doing this too long, so we both put the same, just different amount of games, really. So, yeah, but definitely some uh, some fun matchups, and that would lead to some fun matchups as well, in general, because um, if those things happened, in both our scenarios, actually, we would have the Suns versus the Mavs in the second round, and then we'd have the Clippers versus Golden State 
then we would also have the Heat versus the Bucks, and we'd have the Nets versus the 76ers, which we all want to see. So some fun games there. I think out of all the picks we've made, Jazz and the Celtics are the ones that could upset our picks the most, for sure. But uh, yeah, plan is, like I said, we will go through and talk about these games in detail as they happen, um, whether it is just Ben on the voice note at times or just me or getting a guest. Obviously, I want to try and speak to people like Rich Barrett about the Celtics if they go up against the Nets and stuff like that. So we'll try and get some people on, um, depending on Ben's schedule. I really I really want to kind of keep Ben involved at this time. Um, in terms of next season, whilst we're here, um, the podcast could stop. Uh, ben is going to see how it goes throughout the rest of the regular, uh, rest of the postseason. If he feels like it's easy enough time-wise and work-wise. Obviously, in the summer, Ben is a teacher, so it doesn't really matter. But he's got a few weeks now to kind of see what his schedule will be like and decide if he can kind of keep hold of the podcast. If not, I will try and find another coast that I think can kind of represent what we want to do well and our schedules fit well in time and, and what we want to do for the pod. If not, then... Yeah, either it'll be a solo one by me and it'll just be random guests or unfortunately the podcast has to stop. But hopefully that doesn't happen. But I wanted to kind of let everyone know. Uh, and the last piece of uh, thing I want to talk about is the MVP race. So my MVP, unfortunately, is Jokic. I say unfortunately because I have Giannis in many different bets. But yeah, I think Jokic's season's been good. If you look at the players he's played with, the records are very similar. I know they're obviously a much worse seed. But they're not actually, I guess, now the Bucks have lost those games. Um, but they were looking like they're going to be much worse seen that kept being brought up. But the winds are so close, it just for me, it's, it's kind of negligible. So, um, yeah, I think Jokic's advanced stats are really good. Everyone knows that his counting stats are now also incredible. His team's success is incredible. And I just think overall, he is probably my MVP. I do think he will also win as well. It's not a case of like the year where I've heard for Kawhi and, and Harden 1 2 and Russell Westbrook 1. I do think this will actually happen. Um, but my full vote, so I'm going to go number one. Jokic, number two, Giannis, number three, Luka Doncic, number four, Joel Embiid, and number five, I'll go Devin Booker over Jason Tatum, who comes in just outside my top five ballot at sixth, but I did want to mention that. Uh, and the only other one we've had a bit of a discussion with on Twitter was um, Taylor Jenkins or Monty Williams for Coach of the Year. I'm going to go Monty Williams. I do think it's a bit of a two-year award. It's still terrible that Tibbs won last year, so I do think they're going to give it to Monty. Um, other ones I could mention, Rookie. I will go with Scully Barnes, I think, from the Raptors. I think he's been very good. It's him or Mobley for me, and I think he would kind of just tip the edge, but I wouldn't have any issues. Uh, sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero's got that one. Most improved for me, I probably would go Jordan Poole. I think he is the most improved player. I just can't stand why people would vote for, for Ja Moran, who was also one of the top 25 players in the NBA last year. And he might have gone from like 25 up to like 12. But Jordan Poole has gone from like 300 to... 80, or maybe less than that, 70, 60. So I just think it is most improved. It's not like who's had a better season, Jar or Pool. That's obvious. But I think with missed games and uh, how much Pool's just improved, uh, missed games from Jar and how much he's improved, I just can't believe that, 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 that Jar would win it. But I think he is favourite with the bookies. But I would go with uh, with Jordan Poole. Um Yeah, cool. I think that's a uh, defensive player of the year. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people say Gobert. A lot of people say Jared Jackson Jr., um, maybe Marcus Smart for me would probably win it. I think Marcus Smart would probably just scrape it for me. I think he's been very, very good this season. And the Boston Celtics' advanced defensive metrics have also been good. So just a quick little finish there on some awards. But, yeah, some exciting playoff matches. Um, we'll see when we're back. I will probably try and record myself on my own after the play-in's done. And we've got the, the, the finals, just in case any of the matchups are different to what we've said. And if not, 
kind of just talk about any news across the uh, the playoffs and, and any final thoughts before we start. And then, like I said, after the end of next week, when the games are kind of into game two, three territory, I'll see if Ben wants to come on, or if not, I'll get a guest on to talk about these games. So, yeah, it should be fun. Remember to go follow us at, at underscore hardwood hoops. Um, follow me at, at underscore Liam Horsley as well, because I'm going to be tweeting a lot of my personal account throughout the playoffs, so get some interaction going there. Um, another big congratulations to Ben. Absolutely love the guy, and I'm going to uh, try and make his son a Luka Doncic fan. So there we go. But yeah, thanks guys for listening. Enjoy the NBA playoffs.